And as one day rolls into another, and I think it was yesterday I announced for the first time I'd lost count of the number of programmes we'd done, Andy. No, no, I knew that yesterday, Monday. the day before, the day before, <laughs> and the day before. But I can tell you, without fear of contradiction, that I know what today's date is, because it's a very significant date. It is April the 14th. No, oh, your birthday, is it? No. Oh, no. On this day in 1912, the Titanic sank. Did it really? Mm-hmm. Well, you started the day on a real high there. That's wonderful. Well done. <laughs> I just in the middle wondered. of a pandemic and you bring up the destruction of thousands of lives. Comparisons <laughs> to be made between the Titanic and uh, football right now. Yes. yes. <laughs> uh, as ever, one or two headlines that at the time of going to press um, are accurate and during the course of the day these things may change. But uh, uh, Tottenham have bowed to public pressure and reversed their decision to furlough staff. Did you expect them to? I actually didn't. Not me. If I'm See, honest. I didn't because it was Daniel Levy, mm. because we know what Daniel's like, and when he makes a decision, he usually goes, well, I've made it, that's it. Mm. It's for the benefit of the club, so I'm doing it. I was really surprised. I that shows you the pressure he came under. Continuing trouble at Barcelona, where presidential candidate Victor Font has launched, and I quote, that's not my opinion, an astonishing attack on the club's board and claims La Liga giants are in danger of economic bankruptcy and moral decay. There's an election later this year. Oh, that's a surprise. <laughs> this, this does slightly concern me. Manchester United are predicted to spend £112 million in the summer. Well, they're not getting Harry Kane then, are they? Well, that's not the point. Well, it is. I don't think any football club <laughs> right now, in all seriousness, should be talking about spending money when we've been speculating for the last 10 to 14 days on what's going to be left I'll, 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 when we come I'll, out. But that depends period. where you stand, doesn't it, really? I mean, if Manchester United have managed their finances, Richard, in such a way over the years that they are they are in a sound financial position, they've not had to follow any staff, they've not even thought about following any staff, they've never had to ask any of their players for to take a reduction in their salaries. If they've run their business to such an extent that it's that good, then why shouldn't they be able I to? I find it unpalatable no, that we're talking about those numbers at a time like this. Yeah, I get that. But listen, put the pandemic to the side. When they come back... Are you saying that just because they've run their ship brilliantly, they shouldn't get adva- that shouldn't be an advantage? I'm of saying it. this is the wrong time to be speculating. It may be that, that, that somebody at the club has. It could be that that, well, that we, we that can't ban transfer windows. windows. We can't ban transfer windows. Maybe maybe it's something we should think about. No chance. Not just, just not a chance. Maybe once. Not a chance. It, I just find it unpalatable, as I said. Serie A to ban fans from stadiums until 20. 21. That's not just whatever is left of this season. Next January. If they can play it, but through the start of next season, if they can play it, yeah. Uh, 177 million here. That's how much clubs are likely to refund season ticket holders yeah. and corporate clients yeah. if the season doesn't get done. Uh, we talked yesterday about Scotland yes. and, and the issues that they have there. Um, the, the, the Dundee vote, which yes. somehow went missing or was misinterpreted, and so therefore the leagues outside of the Premiership did not finish as was expected. Um, suggestion today that Dundee, amongst other things, have been offered friendlies by some of the big clubs. <laughs> no. Dependent upon how their no. <laughs> so, uh, It's a bit like, see that, that their vote? It's a bit like you going in one day and putting an, on election day and voting Tory by mistake and going in the next day and saying, I made a mistake yesterday, I want to vote Labour today. 
I'm sorry, you only get one chance to have a vote. You don't come in, you don't come in the next day and say, excuse me, I want to change my vote. According to the Times today, Matt Lawton, Chief Sports Correspondent, return to training still weeks away. The further we go, the more time I've said to you I think we will have to have to get players back up to mm-hmm. match fitness, mm-hmm. to the speed that they would require to be to play. Um, Arsenal stars, we mentioned yesterday, have rejected a 12.5% pay cut. Not furlough, not deferred, yeah. cut. Yeah. It depends upon whether they qualify for the Champions League or I not. I found it hard to believe when I was reading today that Arsenal are one of the clubs that could announce serious financial problems earlier than most. I told you yesterday, Arsenal. Yeah. Were they not once called the Bank of England club? They were. Wow. Uh, after Sunderland, by the way, Sunderland were the first Bank of England club. Good point. The calls for a radical reform of football. We're talking, uh, David Bernstein, former FA chairman, has mm-hmm. been talking about having a commissioner with powers backed by the government to try and keep a handle on the misuse of funds that have led us to this situation. Is that not what the chief exec of the Premier League should be doing anyway? Well, no, because he works for the shareholders. He doesn't work to the shareholders. So the 20 clubs tell him what he should ah, be doing. He and doesn't it's tell never that. been the other way around. So Scudamore doesn't have that power? Never had that power, but, but worked that power very well. No, he didn't have. He, he managed he to persuade have. them yes. that they oh, should yes. be telling him what he... <laughs> Told what them he wanted to do. Yeah. yeah. Um, game faces uh, new sobriety and tougher contracts, says Richard Bevan, uh-huh. uh, the chairman of the League Managers Association. Uh, and the crisis continues to grow in the EFL, EFL, with club budgets set to be slashed again. And this is uh, this is the league that we've been discussing mm. that has most problems. In Spain, the Spanish government steps in to prevent Real Sociedad returning to training. Yeah. A club, of course, that are yesterday knows plenty about. He does, of course, good to remember, well remembered son, yeah. well remembered. It's a very warm welcome to the current manager of West Ham United, uh, David Moyes. David, how are you? Hi David. Morning lads, thank you very much, I'm very well, thank you. Looks as if you're both doing very well out there also. <laughs> well, we're making, making the most of a, of a tough situation for everybody David I think, and uh, yes I'm glad yeah. you're enjoying the view, it's quite nice. It is worth pointing uh, out David as we do every day that in the making of this programme no Sanctions from the uh, Qatari government have been in any way compromised regarding COVID-19, and we remain at a very correct Safe distance. social distance. Anyway, correct. what did you find when you got back to West Ham? Uh, I found that uh, I didn't think that things had moved on particularly much since when I'd last left, but I did feel that uh, they had a they had a better group of players, they had a stronger quality group of players. I think that uh, they had invested in, in a lot of different areas and I did feel that they had some, some really good players. Unfortunately, the results hadn't gone well for the previous manager and uh, that gave me the opportunity to get back in. But I've got to say, it, I settled very quickly because after getting the first game out of the way, which we won, it, it made things a lot easier. And also knowing so many of the players was uh, gave me a good chance as well. Is there as much work, do you feel, David? to be done this time round as you felt there might have had to have been done last time round? I do because I feel that uh, I feel as if I, I want to build a new young sort of energetic young young team and I think we've just started that I think uh, we've just started trying to, to do that with the signings we brought in in January trying to freshen it up and trying to give ourselves a lot more youthfulness athleticism and uh, that's what we're trying to do at the moment. But I do understand that West Ham spent a lot of money in the last year or two to try and, to try and improve things. 
Are you quietly frustrated, David, that you didn't get the chance to spend that money yourself? Well, I was disappointed at the time that I didn't I didn't keep the keep the job. I thought we had done enough at the time to do so. But you know, if you're owners, you have entitled you get a chance to choose the manager. That's for your choice. But I have to say to David Sullivan and David Gold uh, that you know they were brave enough and went back and came back for me again and realised that the job that we had done before had been a good one. So uh, I'm thankful, very thankful for getting the chance to come back again. Are you right now, David? I mean, we talk about people being off. The players are ticking over at home, doing less about training, keeping themselves yeah. ticking over. Are you, as a coach of a Premier League club, are you sort of full-on working? Are you still trying to find players, trying to assess yeah. things, trying to plan for when we eventually do go back? Yeah, I'd love, I'd love to say it was full-on, uh, but we are doing all the things you're saying. You know, we are... We're doing more recruitment. The players have all got programmes. And to be fair, from, from the information I'm getting from our club and I speak to people from other clubs and I've spoken to one or two other managers, I think all the players are doing, doing really well to keep themselves in good condition because they know that at any time they could get the call to say we're back. And actually, because there is nowhere for them to go, it's not holiday time for the players. You know, I think most of them are quite glad to get out of the house and do their hours of exercise every day. Can I ask you about players, David? You've been in this game a long time, 11 years at Everton, Preston where you started, in England, Sunderland, you know, West Ham twice, Sociedad. Fitness of players, how much has that changed for when, let's say when you first arrived at Everton, a Premier League club way back then, how much more different is getting players fit and keeping them fit now? Uh, I think the players are in better condition now because... I think in, on years gone by, you know, people did take time off and we were all very similar around that period. But it's something we talk about a lot. I think the players now, Andy, have got, you know, much, much quicker, you know, more athletic. Every one of them are ripped now, all the players. <laughs> but but on years gone by, if you said to me, you know, where, are these boys fitter than the boys of old? I'd say no, because the, the cross countries, you know, the running you had to do in yeah. years gone by. <laughs> It's a completely different type of work from from what we're probably uh, introducing now. You know, it's much quicker. Uh, it's much more focused on speed, and you know, and, and covering the distances much faster. Repetitive sprinting rather than us, you know, doing as I said, a cross country. As your sorry, Andy, oh, sorry, sorry, just for a moment on that subject, cross country running. Yeah. Just tell the story. What was it, Bill Shankly said to you when he he? from your perspective surprisingly called you at home between your leaving Aston Villa working for Ron Saunders and going to work for John Barnwell at Wolves what did oh, you say yeah, to you about when I was sitting at home David contemplating whether I should move for this huge fee and the <laughs> phone went and this yeah. very recognisable voice shouted, hello son hello yeah. son how are you doing oh oh about oh, that <laughs> yeah. Mr Shankly yeah, yeah. and he, yeah, I just said I had no idea why he was calling I didn't know he knew Barney as well as he did yeah. And he just said to me, uh, are you, what are you thinking about? I says, well, I don't know. Thinking about, Aye, that man, that man you're, you're with, son, he's mad. He runs you up and down hills. He runs you up and down sand dunes. I've never seen a football pitch with a 45-degree gradient on the sun. That should make your mind up. Says, Thanks very much, Mr. Shankly. Done. Just <laughs> brilliant, which cuts yeah. to the chase, doesn't yeah. it? Really? Yeah, it anyway, does. Sorry, I interrupted. No, I was just. Yeah. I mean, I lost my train of thought. <laughs> now, players and fitness, you were talking about. Yeah, players and fitness. Um, coming back to that, David. Coming back to you as a coach, has there been a major shift 
in your job with respect to what you're required to do? If the players have been required to look after themselves more, what's the biggest shift in what you're supposed to do or what you look to do as a manager? I think the biggest shift for managers now is communication. I think the communication with players now is vital. I think uh, I'd be in touch with them regular myself while we've been off this period. I think the players are looking for, you know, for a more sort of human touch in some right. way. I think on years gone by, your era, my era, Andy, you know, the, the manager, you might have spoke to him now and again, but you, you yeah. wouldn't have done too much going on with them. I think now the players are looking for a lot more sort of commitment from the manager to hear how things are going, what's happening. At the moment, we have very little news for the players, which is disappointing because we can't give them any sort of update to say that when we're going to start back or when we look as if we're back to training at the moment. So you're, you're trying to just check and see that their families, the players themselves are keeping well, they're keeping their fitness work up uh, and just generally uh, being in touch with them. How much time, David, do you think you will need, will they need, to get back up to speed, to, to, to fitness levels that will allow them to play the game again? Well, I, I think that ideally four weeks would be ideal, but I don't think we'll have an ideal scenario. I think maybe three weeks might be the maximum we get. If if everything's correct and the players are doing their work and, and keeping themselves as fit as they can, I don't I don't see it quite like being a when we have our, our close season where yeah. the players are off yeah. for six weeks and they'll probably you know have a good holiday for three four weeks and maybe start doing a bit of training in between. I think they'll have kept themselves in better condition, so I would hope that we could maybe start a little bit quicker. But, you know, you never know. I think the bigger worry now, Richard, is everybody's now talking about the injuries that we're li liable to pick up, either during the three-week preparation time or during the, the period which looks like we're going to have to play an awful lot of games in a short mm. period of time. Just on the subject of uh, communication, I, I think it's something I've spoken to others about and Rafa Benitez initiated always very keen to have a young coach around and about him is that one of the reasons you brought Kevin Nolan back to, to be a buffer between yourself and and the young men that play the game yeah, yeah I, I felt that and also felt that because Kevin's knowledge of, the, of West Ham and the situation we were in would help uh, and I think there is something now where having a, a younger member of staff is really important. Well, I've all, you've always wanted to have young members of staff because hopefully they can join in a bit of training if needed or hope they can, they can help out in different ways. But also, you know, they have a, a bit of a closer relationship at times with the players and, and can, can be a good buffer between you and, uh, and the actual squad itself. So are you from the Arsene Wenger School of Coaching then, David, and respect it? Yes? I listen to my coaches, I hear what they've got to say, and then I do what I was going to do in the first place. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, probably, that's what I would say anyway. <laughs> but uh, no, I think that uh, overall, I think when I've gone back to West Ham, it was a little bit like the last situation as well. As I think in the position we were in, the league position was really difficult. We started in the bottom three, uh, we're only just out at the moment. Uh, I think when that's the case I think the players need to hear the, the manager's voice I think they need to get the manager's eyes to ears yeah. I think they need to know exactly what he wants but you know as often as I possibly can you know I like to delegate I like to give I've got a really good coach you know, Alan Irvin uh, I've got Kevin Nolan and Paul Nevin at the moment who are helping me and if, when we can we'll try and make sure that they get they get opportunities to do some coaching 
but ultimately, you know, us getting results is uh, is the big thing, and and that's where I feel I have to take responsibility yeah. for that. As we sit night after night, I, I one of the things I have enjoyed about the lockdown, if I'm honest, is that it, it's tempted me back into YouTube. Yes, watching and, and watching football matches from very different areas now. The, the debates to whether the game has changed now in the years or not will always be there. But what has changed is the language. Um, I was watching uh, Don Reavy and uh, Matt Busby in their various posts the other night being described by a surprise David Coleman, I think, as a tracksuit manager. <laughs> that was all the vogue at yeah, that time, yeah, yeah, remember? Yeah. Yeah. That, that they'd got tracksuits on and went and worked out with the boys. Now, you, you brought that philosophy to the Premier League when you went to Everton. When did you stop training with the players pre-match and why? Well, at that time, uh, you're right. When I got the Everton job, I, because at Preston we didn't have many staff. We only had myself and the physio and an assistant manager. Yeah. So it meant that the staff was so short. So in those days you did everything. So if it wasn't me, it was the physio or it was my assistant. So I had been taking the warm-ups at Preston all through the days, all through, right through my time as a, as a manager. And actually, I've got to say, there was lots of really good things in. And you could, you, you look at Jurgen Klopp now, who would always stand and watch the opposition warm-up. Well, I found that when I was out warming up with the players, I got a chance to get a feel for the pitch. Was it, was it dry? Was it too wet? Where was the wind blowing? What way was their goalkeeper kicking it? You know, you know how did it look outside? How did our players look? So when I did get the Everton job, I remember the night I got the job, and then the next day was in training, then the next day was the game, I felt to myself, what am I going to do here? Did I take the warm-up or not? Couldn't sleep all night thinking about it. <laughs> and, I bet, and I eventually just decided, just do what got you the job. And uh, I, I took the warm-up from day one. But at that time, we had enough staff at Everton. So after, after a few months, I was able to sort of stand back and just come out and watch the warm-up. Because I do feel that actually seeing the players, the threat's important as well because you want to make sure they're in the right frame of mind. And as I say, all the other elements come into it as well. You get a chance to have a little bit of a look at the opposition and see the conditions outside. David, this is also true. I mean, that, you know, when you were a player, when I played, coach managers talked a lot. Before the games, they were always in your face. Yeah. I hear then there's a case these days for a manager only saying what's important by... By that, not saying too much at the beginning of the match, but making sure everyone knows their job. And then particularly at half-time, I hear some coaches say, 15 minutes is too long. I don't want that. I only want five, six, seven minutes to get my point yeah. over, then I leave the dressing room. Are you like that in any way? Yeah, well, I think my, my style would always have been to uh, quickly have two or three minutes with my staff the minute we come off the pitch, just quickly to assess what happened. Uh, go in give the players that moment of time to undo their tie-ups, get their socks off, whatever they need to do, change their boots, which they do more often than not nowadays. And, <laughs> uh, you know, then I would give I would give them the four or five minutes and then leave them on their own and then normally a bit of a rallying cry mm -hmm. just before we go out again and hope that, uh, that they're ready to go again. David, beaten black and blue at Manchester United, a torrid time at Sunderland. Um, in adversity, it's often said we find out more about ourselves. Are, are you a better coach now than the man that left Everton? I believe so because of uh, experience as much as anything. I think when you've got you know over 900 games under your belt and the majority of them in the Premier League, I think it gives you the, that experience of working at the level and working with the, le with the different players. 
But I've got to say, every club I've been at has been great. Every every club, Manchester United, Sunderland has shown me different things, experienced different parts of it. And I think that's why now when you get to this sort of stage and this level, I think you're in a better position to manage, I would say. And I do think the the day-to-day dealing with the players has become very important, which I discussed, mentioned a bit earlier on. I think your coaching changes. I think your coaching has to change with modern football. Things like now the centre-halves can take the ball just outside the six-yard box. You know, the different way we play now. There's an awful lot more pressing. There's different you know, parts of the game now. So it does uh, make you question all the coaching you've done over the years and you have to continually update it. And it's something I like doing. It's something that I work continues at to try and make sure that I continue to improve. So you don't look back with regret about leaving Everton. Although it was a difficult time, it, it actually has been to your benefit, the experiences you've had ever since. I think I'll always look back and regret leaving Everton because of the, the team and the players I had built at that time. But I'll never be, I'll never be regretful for joining Manchester United or, or doing what I've done. I think in football we all make decisions. Andy will tell you as much as anything. Some work for you, some don't work mm. for you. I think on the journey of being a football player and a football manager, you're never always going to have good times. You're always at times going to have ups and downs. But I've got to say at the moment, uh, I'm really enjoying my time back at West Ham. I think that uh, you know we've started positively enough. I think that we've, we've shown a lot of good signs. A couple of good signings in January have given us that opportunity to improve. Are you going to be a, a Bobby Robson and a Fergie and, ha- and a Roy Hodgson? and be coaching mm-hmm. into your 70s, David, or do you think there might be a case? Because you've not had, I would say, a sustained break away from football, you know, when you played into coaching, mm-hmm. or do you think you'll know when you've had enough? Into, or can you, into his 70s? Yeah. He's not, he's not 70 yet. <laughs> no. <laughs> sorry. No, he's not sorry. My fault. Yeah, it's your fault. No, no, sorry. <laughs> I, I, I'm not. Do you know something? I'm not sure. Football. I've loved football since I was a yeah. boy. Is you know, you're brought up watching and playing, and I, I don't know if I'd like to go all the way as far as maybe Sir Alex has yeah. gone uh, in, in times. But I think I'd like to make sure that I I want to win things. I'm yeah. back. I want to come in and win it. I've had a lot of near calls and getting close to do, being successful, but not as close as I'd like. So I'd really like to you know to do longer and stay longer if I can at the moment I feel young I feel fit and able to continue but whether I go into my 70s that's another, another question <laughs> David everybody's telling stories at the moment that they shouldn't be very briefly top three that you wanted somewhere that you didn't get who would they be? Uh, uh, one of them would be uh, Michael Essien one would be at Everton uh, that was actually to bring him to, to Everton, yeah. yeah wow. uh, one would be... Uh, 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 I forget the names now. Cruz, Tony Cruz. Uh, Tony Cruz would, would certainly be would be the one who, if I dropped to Manchester United, I think he'd have been winning. And you know, at that time as well, we were we were very much after Gareth Bale and... Uh, and uh, Cesc Fabregas so I think I think those level of players but I've got to say before that prior to that at Everton we were really close to you know really close to a lot of good players at that time bringing many good players and we just couldn't quite get them over the line on several occasions well this one before you go I said to you I was going to ask you this yes how many Premier League games 
has David Moyes taken charge of? Don't tell him now, David. How many? Did, did, it, it sounds uh, occasionally... See, I don't know. I'm going to have a guess I'm, as well. I'm not sure he didn't give us that figure earlier. So he? I'm, I'm going to guess at 720. I'm going to guess at 765. <laughs> You're looking for an answer. I don't have a clue. <laughs> <laughs> All I do know is that I'm over, uh, I'm over, I think I'm around about 960 games at the moment, but I think I've got maybe somewhere mid-500s or 600s Premier League games, something like that. Oh, so right. goal scorers can remember the time they scored a goal. Defenders obviously don't have the no, same the recollection. Yeah, no, no, no. Or, 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 or David, we're really grateful to you. Yeah, thanks, David. To talk to us. Very much appreciate it. Stay safe. Yeah, stay safe. Yeah, you too. And good luck. Well, I did. Listen, when you get back, David, good luck to you. Yes. Thank you. Thanks very much. Cheers, lads. Great to see him uh, smiling. I can't see. He didn't even know. I said to you, I bet he doesn't know. <laughs> Seven, and maybe we've just gone a bit too high. See, I was trying to work out 11 years. I'm working 11 years at Everton. That's, say, uh, 38 a season, so that's 300. That's 400 at Everton. Yeah. So I kind of thought, I'll stick another 300 on top of that. Maybe yeah. it was a bit. Maybe, maybe uh, we were a bit uh, yeah. too many. It's, it's, it's probably back in the fives. I think it's 500 and something. Yeah, well, I, I think what we're doing is we're, we're ahead of ourselves and looking into his career as you were just speculating. Ah, right, that's a good idea. <laughs> He'll be in 750 in his 70s. That's the best <laughs> I can give you. Um, in the meantime, uh, we can only repeat the same message that we have every day that we've been here. Stay safe. Yeah. Um, stay disciplined. Uh, keep at a social distance. Uh, we're here five days a week on Being Sports at the very same time you found us today. And for our international viewers, you'll find us on YouTube as well. Um, um, elsewhere, um, others have decided to do the same thing. I, th- I think it's understandable, Andy. We, we continue to wait. Yes. With fingers crossed. And but only when it's, when it's safe that we can start watching football again sometime soon. And just this is Qatar for you, in case you're interested. Pouring with rain yesterday. <laughs> Beautiful, glorious blue skies today. <laughs> Stay safe. See you tomorrow.